Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I need a prayer request. Is I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Hey, good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to today's edition of Calvary Live, coming to you live from the studios here at Grace FM Colorado, which happens to be a ministry outreach of Calvary Church in Aurora, Colorado, taking your calls and your questions this afternoon talking about the things of the Lord together. My name is Ed Taylor. I'm the pastor at Calvary here uh, in uh, Calvary Church in Aurora, Colorado, and I have the privilege of hosting today. It is a live broadcast uh, on the Grace FM radio network and the Radio by Grace network of stations around the country. Uh, I was even given a list yesterday of all of the states that we're in, and I want to think I have it with me. I folded it up somewhere, of course, and who knows where it is now, but my brother had made it for me yesterday, so I need to find it to let you know, and of course, it's not readily available, apologize, but you are, if you're listening on Radio by Grace, you know that the station is in your city, uh, and your state, because you're listening to it right then and there. Uh, Calvary or uh, Grace FM is in Colorado, Wyoming. Uh, 80% of the population of Colorado is covered by our signal. Uh, and and uh, sometimes in Nebraska, we get some feedback. Uh, and then the Radio by Grace, these two networks were on live. And then Hope FM and Truth FM and Higher Rock Radio, uh, we are on a one week delayed. All that really means is that you are listening to the live program. And uh, you can tune in next week to hear yourself. Now, I did get quite a bit of feedback from our our program yesterday. Uh, and one of the questions was, how can I listen to this program again? How can I listen to an archived program of Calvary Live? This is how. Two main ways. Number one, in your own podcasting software, whatever you use to podcast... You can podcast Calvary Live. You can find it, podcast it. It'll deliver to you when it's posted. I think we're a week delayed because it has to be edited and get it, you know get things ready. Secondly, you can go to your app store and download the free Grace FM app. It has to be all one word: Grace FM or Grace Colorado. And uh, our church, our our. Um, Radio app will pop up there, and you can listen to the podcasting there under the media tab. Uh, so you can hear the programs uh, on demand. And we've got some things in the works here, future, as we remodel and uh, you know do some things to the studio that will make um, these a little bit more accessible to you as well. So just pray for us. We got we have more ideas than we have hours in the day to fulfill them, and employees and team members to fill them. So just pray for us, would you please? Um, and obviously it's not the biggest issue in the world, 
um, for sure. But I appreciate you thinking of us and praying for us. 303-690-3000 is the number. 303-690-3000. We have all the phone lines open. Uh, and I do have a a list right now of Radio by Grace. So Alabama, Arkansas, Florida, Georgia, Iowa, Idaho, Kansas, Kentucky, Louisiana, Michigan, Missouri, Mississippi, Montana, New Mexico, Nevada, South Carolina, Tennessee, Texas, Washington, Wisconsin, and Wyoming. Uh, so welcome all you stations and quite a few stations. We're very grateful. Uh, and more information is available for your station on the Radio by Grace website, radiobygrace.com. 303-690-3000 is the number, 303-690-3000. Another place you can get our podcast is on our website, calvaryco.church slash podcasts, calvaryco.church slash podcasts. And it is uh, quite a feat, you know, kind of a lot of work because we are a, a resourcing church to keep all these things up to date for you. Uh, so just thank you for your prayers. Uh, always room to improve. I've got a guy working on my my personal podcast right now. And, and what was supposed to take a month has been three months now. And it's just the way it is. 303-690-3000. Ohio is where we're headed for our first call today. James, welcome to the program. Yes. Can you hear me? I can, James. Yes. Yes. The question I have is, um, can a person can a person who's been divorced uh, remarry? Um, and what does the Bible say about that? And is there situations where you, the, the, the Bible forbids uh, remarrying? If you're divorced, yeah, the answer is yes. Some, some, yeah, some churches are very. I've, I've gone to some churches and some pastors. As soon as you say you're divorced, they, they won't even um, yeah. um, uh, marry you. They won't even like see the situation, yeah. what happened, or anything like that. It's just it's a very shady area where some pastors don't want to mess with. Well, I mean, the Bible is pretty clear on this topic, even if uh, people make it very muddied. So let's ask a few questions. Was the divorce before uh, uh, as a believer or as an unbeliever? Uh, as, an, as, as a believer. So as a believer. So it was a sinful divorce. Yes. Well, the situation was the wife did, uh, uh, the wife cheated on me and, and okay. she got with another guy and got married to the other guy and she moved on okay. with her life. You can be remarried biblically. Okay. Well, that's, well, that's it. it. Okay, I know. I know. In Matthew five, I think I believe it's in Matthew. Well, hold on. Exactly. Let me let me help you. Let me help you a little bit. The way you asked your question and how you talked about all these churches, I want to ask you a question. You ready? Okay. Yeah. Why are you complicating my answer? I said yes. You can be remarried. Why is it complicated for you? The reason why it's complicated is um, it's very hurtful because I, I guess I've been hurt in the past, but okay. I know what the Bible says, and okay, good. a pastor really hurt me I'm sorry. because he, he believes that you can't, and I guess that hurt is still in me, and I yeah. guess I'm just trying to 
figure where the hurt is coming from. You, you know, know what? I'm glad that you said that out loud because I, I just wanted, you know, sometimes it's, um, sometimes it's real beneficial to have like just reflecting back because if you keep dwelling on the difficulty and the guilt and the shame of a divorce and the hurt of adultery, I mean, let's start there. I mean, the beginning of the pain of how your first marriage, uh, how your marriage ended, the rejection, um, the abandonment, all of that pain and healing there. And then coming into confusing places where pastors mishandle the word or have a conviction that really is beyond the scriptures. Then you come to a place where, no, the um, brother James, the Bible, the way you described your divorce uh, and the sin that was committed against you by your ex-wife, uh, you have freedom. The Lord wants to teach you how to just take the simplicity of the answer and go forward with your life so you don't you know, one step, one more step forward so that you don't live in the pain and you don't live in the identity of the pain, but you take the freedom that God has given you by the Holy Spirit and you move forward in another step in your healing. Absolutely. You, you're correct. And I know uh, all, you know, the, the questions and all that. I know what the Bible says is just, I guess it's coming from the hurt. Like you just say, it's, it's the past and the hurt that yeah. I'm still. I need Let to me, heal from that. Okay. Can I ask you another question? Go ahead. Do you still have access to the pastor that hurt you? I don't have access to him. I, I do not. I do not. Do you, but do you, yes. Have you forgiven him? I have forgiven him. I have okay. forgiven him. Okay, good. Those are important things because, you know, again, if that's if 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 the you've got the pain, some sometimes pain in our lives causes us to make bad decisions that brings on more pain. Right. And so like unforgiveness would make things worse. Bitterness would make things worse. And it just sounds like the Holy Spirit is leading you away from your past and leading you toward a new future. And because you have walked in forgiveness, the Lord is going to bless that. Absolutely. You know, the the biggest thing is when you go through something like this and and you get hurt so bad, and, you know, you, you have such a high reverence for God, and you love God so much. Yes. And, and and somebody tells you that you've committed something that God cannot forgive you all for what is going on. It, it really sits deep in you, because you have a reverence for this person who's a pastor, who's who has authority, and, you know, you feel like he knows the Word, but when he hurts you that, you know, that it takes a while for that to go away, you know? <laughs> And I'm glad you're sharing that because, you know, I, I have hurt people myself as a pastor. I've made mistakes and I've said things the wrong way. And, you know, I think that I haven't I haven't done it on purpose, but it really doesn't matter if you do it on purpose or not. It still hurts. And I think trying to resolve that, I mean, some people still are upset and won't forgive me for things that I've that, that I've done or they think I've done. And it just ruins their life because... We have to make room for making mistakes with one another. We have to make room with difficulties. And I think it's good that you're sharing this out loud because it does remind us that when we're dealing with people's lives, we need to be very prayerful and we need to be very careful because the hurt could last a long time, especially people in spiritual leadership. Yes, absolutely. And, you know, and that's one of the biggest things that really hurt me was, I mean, not hurt me, but it goes deeper because I think about, if a non-believer came to this pastor 
you know, the pastor didn't even give him the day of light to see what happened and what the situation was. And then they get told that, you know, they've committed a sin that God is not going to forgive them off. And this could really turn them against God and they could really, you know, just go the other way and not even, you know, give God the, the chance to get to know him. So I guess it comes from that is how many people, how many more people can be hurt by Correct. this pastor and how many lives can be turned from God, you know, because of some situation like that, you know. Well, let's pray. Let me pray for you and we'll pray for that pastor. Father, I pray for James as he wrestles with some of the pain in his life, the 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 divorce and this particular pastor in pain, and and it does complicate things, Lord. We we do make it, it does make things harder. Sometimes we can make things harder. And I just pray for my brother that you would heal his heart, Lord. Continue on that pathway of healing, or even just even receiving your comfort today, God. Your word says that you are the God of all comfort who comforts us in all our tribulation. So I pray that comfort into his life. And I pray for this pastor in particular, and for all of us in spiritual leadership, that we, God, would walk carefully and prayerfully. This guy in particular, Lord, that he would have a chance to correct, to repent, to change. Um, And if that's not possible or not wanted, then just remove him from ministry, Lord. Take him out, that he wouldn't hurt anyone else in, in that position. So God, bless my brother James as he moves forward with his life. Give him wisdom and strength in in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. Okay, brother. Bye-bye. Yeah, very difficult. I know a lot of people um, listening in have that in their past. And, and, you know, even as we as pastors, we we really need to be careful. I mean, some of the mistakes I made early on were, um, you know, just young, uh, zealous um, sometimes prideful. Um, yeah, I wish I could look back in 22 years and say, oh, you know, I was just the best and I made every right decision, but I haven't. Uh, and I have um, had bad days or bad choices or bad, you know, things that maybe I wasn't thinking. Sometimes it's, you know, just even not intended with some side joke or something. And just, we just need the Lord to be in the midst of us uh, to walk in love. It was a great question last night. You know, we have Bible study on our midweek Bible study Wednesday nights, and and I get the privilege of walking around, greeting people, talking to people. And I met a young lady uh, that I was able to talk to and check in on her. And um, she was just early, you know, so we're walking through the sanctuary, greeting people and and welcoming them. And and um, she asked me a really good question in our discussion. She was obviously hurting, got some things going on in her marriage. And, and she said, do you really believe that love covers a multitude of sins? And I'm like, yeah, I do. We just have to make sure that we define love properly. And then that love would be the agape love of God covers all sin. Doesn't approve of sin, but covers it and forgives it and moves forward from it. Um, and it was just a life-giving little quick moment of ministry in our sanctuary before our service started where the Holy Spirit was just giving hope to a sister uh, that's got something going on in their marriage that uh, wasn't shared. I don't know what it was, but I want to remind you, yes, love does cover a multitude of sins. The answer is yes, it does. 
because love covered a multitude of sins in in our lives um, has brought us to a place of you know of surrender in our lives and and so it's very important that we recognize that that we um, receive the forgiveness of sins uh, and that we we live on under that so I'm gonna um, I'm gonna look it up real quick here um, Paul, it's Peter writing in first Peter chapter 4 in uh, verse 8 it says above all have a fervent love for one another for love will cover a multitude of sins and I just wanted I was I was remembering it, but I wanted to confirm it. It is the Greek form agapeo, of which we get our, uh, you know, we use the word agape. Um, it speaks of an affectionate goodwill, benevolence, and, it, and it's in reference to God's love. It's a willful direction of doing what he knows best is for man and not necessarily what man desires. And isn't that an interesting um, isn't that an interesting way of understanding that where, um, you know, the reality of the forgiveness is doing what's best for us, even if we don't think it is. So Lord, help us. 303-690-3000. Back to Colorado now. Angie, uh, Johnstown, Colorado. Welcome to the program. Thank you. You're welcome. I had a <laughs> I had a question for you. Um, I'm not sure if I can phrase it super well, but okay. I've been thinking about the parable of the talents where um, Jesus says, "Well done, good and faithful servant." Yes. And I was wondering, um, I was wondering how we can hear that said to us, like, I, I don't know, do all Christians get to hear that when they go to heaven, or is there something special we have to do? No, I actually do think that all Christians, all believers will hear that statement based upon the faithfulness of Jesus Christ in our lives, um, because the, by by way of making it into heaven, if we use that kind of language, you know, because we don't, we lack real, any real understanding of how that's all going to work in eternity, but but just by our understanding, when we, if we are in the presence of Jesus Christ, and we are spending eternity with Him, that that is a that is an affirmation of faithfulness. Not only not only God's faithfulness to us in Christ, but our faithfulness to believe. Oh, that's that's beautiful. Thank you for explaining that. You're welcome. I I do think at times that I doubt some, that I will hear that. Sometimes, you know, I do. <laughs> Yeah. I, I mean, I, I know I've, I've heard it out loud from my own lips. I, I would say something like, I hope to hear those words. I know Billy Graham did as well. If you can imagine that, I forget where the interview was. I saw it some years ago, but Billy Graham used similar language where he says, yeah, I just hope to hear those words. And you're like, what? Bro, if you don't hear them, then we're all in trouble. <laughs> right. Um, but I do think biblically, you know, if I had to really make an exegetical approach to that, the the faithful ones really that there's three, you know, the, um, what is it? Three, there's three uh, people with the talents there. Right. And one of them yeah. is unfaithful. Um, the one that's unfaithful doesn't have a relationship with his master. The other two do. And, mm. and those two are given that instruction. So I think those with relationship 
and will hear it because those with the relationship will be the ones in the presence of Jesus. Oh, well, thank you for explaining that. I That was a beautiful answer. Thank you. You're welcome. Thanks for calling. All right. Bye-bye. Right, bye-bye. Yeah, it's interesting how we um, we are so works-oriented, uh, many of us. I mean, may, not all of us, but many of us. And, and I even look at my life, I, th- I think of... of um, you know, I have good weeks and I have bad weeks, or I have good days and I have bad days, and and I'm just like, oh Lord, I need more of Your grace, not less. Uh, I need more of what You have for for my life. I need more of Your faithfulness. I need to think more of You and less of me. I mean, it. it I always t- like to tell our church: be careful when you dismiss cliches. You know, because cliches are such common phrases that they seem to lose their uh, significance. However, I've found that Christian cliches are often speaking of some of the most powerful truths in all of the scriptures. Um, I think, um, let me, let me, let me see. I just put one in to think, um, uh, this is not a good website. I'm looking at, I'm trying to look of what, um, some cliches that here, let me, uh, this is something I should look up, uh, but overused cliches. Um, like for, here's, here's a website. I mean, it's probably not it says one of them is I'm blessed. Well, you know, it became a cliche cause it might be used or overused, but we are blessed. We don't want to just dismiss it because it's a cliche or the next one. God doesn't give us more than we can handle. That that's not a cliche. That's just a misstatement. Uh, that's a misstatement because God always gives us things or allows things that we can't handle. If we could handle everything, we wouldn't need God. Um, here's another one: God has you in the palm of His hand. Um, or another one that we use around our church uh, that Pastor Micah even made a bumper sticker for a while: "There, God's got this." Well, of course He does. Um, I know it's become cliche, but we don't just dismiss the biblical truth behind it, that God is faithful. Um, that's another cliche. Well, of course he is. And and so at any rate, pay attention to that because, you know, where people will, would want to undermine, oh, it's just a cliche. Yeah, but it has a such weight, such biblical truth. And we want to cling to the truths of the scripture so that we might grow in his Grace. So let me scroll through here from my call screen and see what we got going here. Fort Carson, Colorado. Alan, welcome to the program. Hi, Pastor Ed. Hello, you're on the air. Um, so I, I had a question uh, for you, and it was also a, a prayer request. Okay. Uh, it's for my. It was for my father's um, girlfriend. Uh-huh. Um, they've been together now for uh, like uh, I want to say maybe uh, like four years four or five years, and uh, recently she was diagnosed with um, with stage one colon cancer. Okay. Uh, yeah, very, very recently, oh. and um, it's not something that um, that I'm super worried about because, you know, they did catch it early, um, which is very good. It's, it's incredible that they caught it this early. Yes. Um, but, of course, it's, it's not easy for, for her either. You know, she just started doing chemo, and she just started... Uh, doing radiation therapy, and so lately she had, she hasn't been feeling good. Her name is Miriam. Okay. Um, she hasn't been feeling uh, good lately, and um, I know her family's um, taking it pretty harshly. 
Okay. Uh, I know that she's going to be fine, but I, I, I know that she can definitely use um, some prayer during these times. And, um, and also, my, my question is, because my dad and my, uh, or Miriam, uh, because they recently went to a, um, a prayer group, something that they would have never, ever um, considered up until recently, I have good hopes. Um, that God is working in both of their lives. I've been praying for both of them uh, for a while now. And uh, and I guess my question is, you know, where do we go from here? Like, what um, what are some things that I can uh, do um, during these times as far as, you know, Miriam and her diagnosed cancer right now, and, you know, they started going to the prayer group, and I, I wonder, like, what are some things that I'm able to do, um, you know, all the way here from Colorado to California? When you say do, are you are you thinking, are they saved? Are, are you thinking evangelistically? Are you thinking as a son? Are you, like, when you, that's a pretty broad question, so help me out a little bit and tell me what you're thinking, like, narrow down that thought. Well, I guess I am also thinking, like, evangelistically and as a son and, um, um, yeah, like, what, what, I guess, yeah. Well, I I think, I think that, first of all, it would probably surround you checking in on them on a regular basis, right? So whether that means it's a FaceTime call or a phone call, like maybe making a commitment in your own heart, you don't necessarily have to tell them this, but in your own heart, I'm going to call them every other day. Or every day, whatever whatever that looks like for you, something where you're going to be checking in on them every day, uh, or every other day, whatever commitment you make in your own heart. I think when you check in on them, you're expressing love to them and care to them. You're listening to them. I believe in checking in on them. You should. I, I would ask if they would let you pray with them every time you check in with them. Um, maybe read scriptures together. Uh, plan maybe a surprise trip at one of their chemo you know one of the chemo weeks if you could get a use a week of vacation and you could go out and give your dad a break and taking you know them to trips and instead you drive them i mean the you, with your imagination you can really really go in a lot of different directions that would ta- and you notice my my advice right now has been very tangible something that they could feel something that they could experience something that's undeniable um, even if they don't want to answer your calls anymore, you, you pray, like sometimes I'll, I'll call someone and it's not like they're avoiding me. They just can't answer the phone and I'll just pray for them on their voicemail. Um, as if they did answer, you know, I've just, I'll, and I know they can't answer the phone there now, but if I want called to pray with them, I'm going to pray with them and pray for them. And, um, I think that you can buy relevant gifts for them and send them, um, from, uh, wherever you get books and have it just shipped to them books on comfort, uh, books on hope. Uh, if they, in the conversations with them, if they come up with Bible questions or things, you can send them answers like that. You, ha- you are in the right place. How, it, and you're also asking the right questions. So I'm confident the Holy Spirit is going to use you to bring about quite a bit of help to them. And just remember, you're not, you, you're not responsible to save them or to change them or to convert them. You're planting seeds, you're watering God's sending other people into their life, maybe a nurse, maybe a doctor, maybe a neighbor, maybe a coworker, this prayer group, and God is very, very active in their lives, and you get to be a part of it. 
absolutely. Um, yeah, I mean, I absolutely love that. Um, can we uh, can can we both pray for uh, for Miriam? And, yeah, let's um, let's do it because we're gonna the, you're gonna hear the music real quick. So, Father, I pray for Miriam for her healing. Thank you. We rejoice, God, that you've caught this early. And like my brother Alan, uh, I pray that uh, it would benefit her and be able to get it out of her body. But more importantly, Lord, this physical challenge, I pray, would bring her to a spiritual place of repentance and humility and salvation. So be with my brother Alan as he creatively seeks ways to love his dad and his dad's new fiance. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, bro. We'll be right back. This is Calvary Live coming up on our one and only break. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Hey, welcome back to the second half of today's program. You're listening to Calvary Live either on the Grace FM radio network, Radio by Grace network, Hope FM network, Truth FM network, or Higher Rock Radio in Boise, or like many, uh, even east of the Mississippi, like the woman named Morgan, who is listening online or on her phone, we welcome you listening in. We're grateful. Wherever you're listening, you are welcome to join us. Pray for us. Don't forget us, uh, especially uh, as the Lord puts us on your heart. Don't forget to pray for Christian radio. It is rare. Uh, It is very rare for a station to be dedicated to the teaching of God's word. Um, And and so this station you're listening to is dedicated to the teaching of God's word verse by verse and chapter by chapter. That is the emphasis because we believe faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So thank you guys. Uh, I forgot where Morgan moved to, probably Mississippi or Alabama or Georgia, or Florida, somewhere out there. But welcome uh, to the program, listening in wherever you are. We're going to go to Pennsylvania now. Alvin, Pennsylvania, welcome to the program. Yes, Pastor Ed. Well, my name is Alvin. Hey, um, I'm just calling for prayer. My wife and I have been married for 46 years, and she finally restrained order against me, and they put mm-hmm. me out of the house. And so okay. um, I just call in for prayer because um, um, it's a hard situation after 46 years, you know? It is hard. Did she put a restraining yeah. order on you because you abused her? Well, I said something to her. Um, she, In fact, you went in our cruise with the girls for about seven, seven, seven days. And when she came back, I was kind of mad. And I said, I said to her, I said, you know something? That's why sometimes you find uh, uh, um, husband and wife, sometimes you find the wife dead somewhere. Oh, and yeah. That's a horrible thing to say. Did you ask for forgiveness? I should. Yeah, I told I, well, I told her I, I, I didn't threaten her. I, I, I didn't really ask for forgiveness, but I told her I wasn't threatening her. And, in fact, we went to court, and the judge said, and they come, they, they dismissed the case, and they said it wasn't a threat. You know what I mean? Right. That was not a threat. I made a statement, you know what I mean, of this guy. Sure. But let me, let me. are you a believer, and are you born again? 
Yeah, I've been born again for many years. Okay, so even though it wasn't perceived and meant as a threat, you can understand how your wife would hear that, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you you can understand that even though the court systems and everything would place, you know, say illegally there was no threat, you could see how painful and hurtful that could be to your wife, right? Right. And so I'm going to pray for that because that's part of the issue. You know, there's probably a lot of things, like you said, after 46 years, but that's part of the issue, that God would then move upon your heart to love your wife as Christ loved the church, to help you meet where meet her where she is so you guys can work out these issues because it is God's will for you to work them out. But you want to deal with your wife in gentleness and kindness. And I know when we get into arguments with our spouses, sometimes we say things we regret. Sometimes we get, you know, we, we get, it gets heated because of arguments, but God can re, God can do great works as the leader of the home humbles himself before the mighty hand of God. And, and I'm going to pray that he lifts you up. So father, I pray for Alvin and his wife in this very difficult marriage situation. I know it's more than one statement. I acknowledge that Lord, but it also is indicative God of, the separation and the lack of intimacy and closeness and oneness in this relationship. And so I pray for a miraculous repentance and a miraculous restoration and a miraculous reconciliation in this marriage that after 46 years, God, the marriage would turn a corner, not for the worst, but for the best, and that you would use Alvin as he humbles himself before you and use him, God, to truly, not just use him, but cause him to love his wife self-sacrificially in this very difficult situation. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you. Hey, Alvin, I've got a book recommendation for you. I recently pulled it out to read for myself, both as a pastor, but also as a husband to serve my wife better and to learn how to love my wife better. And it's a great book, and I'm reading it again. Um, ministering to my heart. It's called Married and How to Stay That Way. Married and How to Stay That Way. And I think it'll just really help you right now. You're the one calling for prayer and you're the one wanting help from God and you're the, you're the one that could really use this book to minister to your wife. Married and How to Stay That Way. The guy that wrote it, his name is Steve Carr. C-A-R-R. Okay. Okay. Keep us up to date, Alvin. God bless you, man. All right, so thank you. Bye bye. So yeah, you can get that book on our website. Uh, everything you purchase on our website, uh, all the proceeds go to the, the um, to our missionaries, um, and plus the books are heavily discounted, so we're not like a retail outlet. But we do have a very small bookstore that's that has curated books just for discipleship, um, just to, for you to grow. And you can get it at our website. We have a, a bookstore online that you can order, pay, and it be shipped to you. And all the proceeds go to missionaries. Um, CalvaryCO.store. CalvaryCO.store. And I just text with Pastor Steve Carr. Uh, he is a friend of mine. He, he's up in Northern California. He's retired, semi-retired. Semi he handed his church over to a young man. And then he was just telling me that he's in a new season where the pastor has brought him on staff to the very church he planted, and he does a lot of the marriage counseling, which, of course, makes sense. Um, and God is using him in great ways to do this the marriage counseling 
uh, and and he's doing great. So maybe if he's still doing conferences, we'll bring him um, we'll bring him back out to do a conference here in Colorado. That would be kind of cool. He was here a few years ago. Three zero three six nine zero three thousand. Back uh, still in the same area, Maryland. Shawnee, welcome to the program. Hello. 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 You're on the air. Yes, sir. I would. I've often wondered, honey, what's the difference between the Old Testament and the New Testament? Because I was raised on the Old Testament. Yeah, I think the Old Testament gives God's his, history. If I was saying it very some in a very simple way, the Old Testament, the first thirty-nine books of the typical Bible in our hands, reflects God's covenant relationship uh, with His people beginning with Adam and Eve, all the way through Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, in the preparation of the coming of Messiah. God has for us a very clear directive of his heart, his motives, his desires, his character, and his nature, pointing us toward the coming of Messiah. Whereas the New Testament, the 27 books of the New Testament, reflect the fulfillment of the promise of God of the new uh, in the new covenant that Messiah, Jesus Christ, our Savior, has come. And so when you read them, you've got like two different sides of the cross. You have the side prior to the cross. You have the side after the cross. But the entirety of the scriptures we know um, are, are about Jesus. Remember in Luke chapter 24, when Jesus was walking on the road to Emmaus, he t- opened up the Old Testament and he showed them on that conversation of all the places that pointed to him in the Old Testament. So that's kind of a simple answer to a very complicated question. Does that help? Yes, it does. Thank you. You're welcome. Bless you in Maryland. All right, honey. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. 303-690-3000. Now, of course, theologians uh, and commentators and such have spent their entire lives answering that question. And there are, there are much deeper answers, uh, certainly, than what I provided. But that would be a very simple, you know, when you're reading the Old Testament, you're reading of God's relation to men and women through his old covenant, the old covenant that came through the sacrificial system pointing to the coming of Christ. And, of course, there's all little details along the way of life, God's heart for us in certain situations. Um, you know, the first five books of the Old Testament, the Torah, um, are God's, um, you know, God's statutes and requirements and revelation of Himself, and you have the Law and the Prophets, and you have the Psalms and the Proverbs, wisdom literature. Um, it's good stuff. All right, to Arizona now, Scottsdale. Matt, you're on the air. How are you doing, Pastor Ed? I'm okay, Matt. How are you? Well, this is an honor. Oh, it is an honor. I'm I, glad I, to be I'm on the phone with you. I, I got out. Huh? Um, Real quickly, a very dear friend of mine uh, whose life you changed amazingly, her name's Angie, um, has been a dedicated listener to you for years, and she kind of paid that forward and had me go on and start listening. And um, I live here in Arizona. Um, I was Catholic, um, and uh, I volunteered for some 20-some years uh, coaching and running youth sports program here. Okay, and I, I thought I was doing the right thing, but everything was good until I met Angie again, and it's just been an amazing journey. Um, I'm going to a church here called Trinity. 
okay. which I found out that many of, my, many of my friends go to, which I didn't even know. <laughs> and I asked Angie the other night this question, and she said, why don't you call Pastor Ed? And okay. the question is, when would someone like me know when I'm worthy or ready to be born again? That's a, it's a great question. I think that the answer is probably more simple than you have, um, that as you've rolled it around in your mind, it's much more simple than what has been rolling around your mind. And the answer is now. And if you asked the question yesterday, it would have been now. And if you asked the question three weeks ago, it would have been now. If you asked the question 30 years ago, it would have been now. Um, it's, it's like what the, what, what some people would call the eternal now. Now is today is the day of salvation. Today is the day of choice. Today is the day where uh, you uh, recognize that it's not a matter of whether you're worthy. None of us are worthy of the sacrifice of Jesus. It's whether you're ready to surrender your life in repentance and receive. It's it's kind of like it's kind of, and I'll give you a simple illustration by way of comparison. It's kind of like you and me as kids. Let's just say we're eight years old, we're brothers, and we wake up in the morning on Christmas morning, the tree is filled with gifts, and we ask the question, well, when are we ready to receive and open our gifts? And if we ask little eight-year-old Ed, uh, and we ask little eight-year-old Matt, we're going to say, right now, like, what are we waiting for? Right now, because it's a gift to be received it's not a gift to be earned. Mom and dad's not going to make us go clean the house. Okay, kids, if you want to open the gifts, you need to go clean the house, wash the car, you know, go get a job, come back with your degree, and you can receive. No, it's like right now. There's nothing you need to do. There's nothing that brings our parents more joy than to see us happy opening the gifts that they've given to us. And it's very similar in a much bigger way, of course, with the gift of salvation that God wants to bestow upon you. So I guess the follow-up question is, have you asked God to forgive you of your sins? I have. Okay. And um, in the old-fashioned way, okay. you know, going What's... to confession, but okay. recently um, I talked to him when I run, and yes. uh, I, I've done so, and I believe he has forgiven me. Yes. Um, and I've, I can catch myself saying things and doing things that I've never done in my life. Okay which are amazing, just conversations with friends, praying for people that need prayer and so forth. What I'm struggling with is it's unequivocal trust that I have to turn over. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of moving parts to it, and I'm ready to. Um, and I thought I did, and I think I got a little upset with God. Okay. Um, but I'm not, I'm not giving up. Uh, I just want to make sure that I'm taking the steps to be able to completely surrender okay, and live so, through him and for him. So let's talk about this for a second. Let, let, let me, the, what you are describing in our relationship with God is both an action and a process. Okay. Like, like, um, like your career, what did you do for your career, Matt? Uh, I run a family business here in okay. Arizona and, uh, I run a youth football league okay. of three hundred some kids for the past twenty okay. some years. So I'm okay, busy. so let's go back twenty some years to day one when you launched this uh, youth program, and you're launching off with a hopeful future. Uh, it started, I'm sure, with a decision, right? Yes. Started with a decision, probably a little apprehension, a lot of hope. 
you hope it works. This is what I think I'm supposed to do. I have a passion for football and kids and I want to bless them and, you know, help them. And, and you started what we like to say is very green, right? Do you, would you say that you were very green, but you started. So that's the action you started, right? So are you sitting down right now? Uh, I can. Well, no, you don't have to, but are you holding your phone? Like, is that? Yes. Okay, so I'm going to do it for you. You, you, The action is like this. I just clapped. That's it. I clapped. It's over. It's done. And it's in the past. That's the action. And I would say now, with the action, again, using the illustration of your business, you started, and now you're 20 years later, and the process of doing this for 20 years, are you better at it or worse at it than you were 20 years ago? A little better. <laughs> oh, <I> good. <laughs> okay. We'll take that. We'll take that. And that was a process. And I'm sure it was a process of ups and downs. I'm sure it was a process of successes and failures. Sometimes in in family businesses, there's even financial scares and fears and, and economy issues and, and, you know, and what you've chosen to do, upset parents and, you know, yep. park employees, blah, on and on and on. It's a process. But it, but it's, it already happened because you started the business. So everything that happens after that is a process that is a resultant of the business. So are you with me so far? Yes. Salvation with relationship with God is very, very similar. There's an action of repentance, surrender. Like, like God, I admit that I've sinned against you. I ask you to forgive me. I dedicate my life. Then the rest of your life is a process. It's a process of surrender. It's a process of ongoing um, repentance. It's a pro- it's a process, ups and downs, spiritual growth, um, doubts, fears, anxieties, failures. That's part of the package. But you never you don't get the package. You don't get the process if you don't do the action. And why don't we just why don't I just help you right now to affirm that assurance in your life and just lead you in a prayer and then that'd be wonderful if you have any doubts you can look back to this program and say no 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 i'm not going back there that that was the action i i surrendered my life even though tomorrow you may feel like oh i've got so much more to surrender well join the club so do i and and then after we pray i want to send you so i want you to email me because part of the process is what the bible calls discipleship that you become a disciple of Christ and you learn how to follow him. And there are things to learn. Um, and that's why it requires a great humility on our part. Like like for you and your business, if somebody invite, invented some new technology that would accelerate your business and help these kids and make instead of 300, you get 600, whatever it might be, you would be foolish not to adopt that technology. Like, of course I want it, but it's going to meet a learning curve. It's going to be, I can't, I don't know, I don't I don't think I want to learn this. I, old man, you know, I'm old dog, can't learn new tricks, whatever. But no, because you have a passion for what you're doing, you're going to do what it takes. And that's how it is following Jesus. I, I understand completely. Well, pray with me. I'm just going to give you a simple prayer like I do at church. And you can repeat after me with a genuineness. And we'll just settle the action today. You ready? Certainly. Okay, you can say God. God. I admit that I've sinned against you. I admit that I have sinned against you. And I ask you to forgive me of all of my sins. 
I ask you to forgive me of all my sins. I believe you sent Jesus. I believe you sent Jesus. To live for me. To live for me. To die for me. To die for me. And I believe he rose again from the dead. And I believe he rose again from the dead. To save my soul. To save my soul. And I turn my life away from my sins. I turn my wife away from my sins. And choose to follow you today. And choose to follow you today. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. That felt good. And you're in. According to the Word of God, not Ed Taylor, not a radio station, but according to the Word of God, whoever confesses with their mouth the Lord Jesus and believes in their heart that God raised him from the dead shall be saved. It's an instant action, which now begins the process. Oh, you just gave me some chills. (laughs) Good. The Holy Spirit is at work in your life. So here's what I want you to do. Email me personally. I have a lot of things that will help you on this journey to help you learn what it means to follow God. And I know that you, as you mentioned earlier, you were raised in a religious system. And one of the things about the religious system that you're going to have to unlearn is the religious system kept you looking to the religious system. And that is not God's heart at all. God wants you not to look to man or to a system, but to him. And here's the greatest thing. And you're already learning it as you're walking around and talking to God is you don't need to go through a man. You don't need to sit in a box. You don't need a pastor or a priest. You right now, by the blood of Jesus Christ, have direct access to your father in heaven who loves you. And to me, I mean, it's just like, I can't believe the work that God's done in my life. It's unbelievable. And he's still, we're still on the wheel being formed and shaped like a pot. You know, the Bible says that God, he pictures God like a potter at the potter's wheel, fashioning and forming our lives. And there's still so much that God wants to do in your life. I'm ready. Yeah, I hear it. So my email is ed at edtaylor.org. Ed at edtaylor.org. And I would love to stay in touch with you, love to send you resources and and um, follow up. And so the, the thing that you want to do is now tell your pastor in Trinity, because that's the church family that you're in, say, hey, I, I really believe I've, I've asked God to save my soul. And and what, what, what do I do within the life of my church to grow in this new relationship? And uh, they should be able to help you. They've reached out to me already. Good. Yeah, that's wonderful. Well, this was an honor, and um, I, I I can't tell you how much you impacted uh, this beautiful girl in uh, Colorado, Angie, her life. Yeah. Wow. Um, what an honor. She went, she went to your workshop last week, a refresh, the refresh. She was here. Huh. Yeah, she was there. Oh, it was a fantastic conference. <laughs> yes, I think she may have met your wife. I'm oh, not that's sure, but great. I don't remember, but... Um, if you would kindly uh, keep her in your prayers, okay. um, as everyone here in Arizona is, yes, um, she will. She will greatly appreciate it. Well, let's pray for her now, Father. We pray for Angie. Grateful that she was here in Colorado with us, worshiping, and it was such a beautiful week. Um, and so, I do pray, God, as many are joining together for Angie, I pray that you would strengthen her and encourage her, and continue to use her in ways that would honor you. And now, Matt. 
Lord, I really do pray for Matt as he moves forward that you would guard and protect him, that he would be rooted and grounded in your word and truly grow and flourish. Bless his business and all the children and family and people that he reaches out to and has connections with, this whole community of businesses. Bless him, Lord. Use him in greater ways than he's ever experienced his entire life. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you dearly. All right. Bless you, man. Bye-bye. Bless you. You know, you might be listening in around the country, and you prayed with me to receive the Lord. Uh, You can email me as well. I want to send you information, plug you into a local church. Um, But this, this is why we are committed to Christian radio. This is why. And if the only thing that ever happened with all the resources and energy and effort that we do in radio was just for Matt, then it would all be worth it. It would all be worth it. I think of Radio by Grace and all the resources, all the money, all the stations, all the headaches, all the team. It's worth it. You know, I don't have all the facts about them, but I do have the facts about Grace FM and almost $3.7 million this little church invested in buying Christian radio licenses. And if it was only for Matt, and the, you know, for 12 years, all the ongoing expenses, who knows what that is? I, we don't even, uh, I don't even know what it is, but it's a lot. So 12 years of massive expenses. Let's just say, uh, it doesn't matter what it is. Lots of money, lots of time, lots of resources, lots of warfare. If it was just for Matt, it would be worth it. Um, and you get to be a part of it. You get to check in. You get to receive. You get to um, participate and pray. So I think, you know, I, I'm not going to go into it all in depth again, but support Christian Radio financially. Grace FM, if that's who you're listening to, support us. Go to our website, gracefm.com. If it's Radio by Grace, then that's where Scottsdale, I'm sure, that's a Radio by Grace station. Um, support them, radiobygrace.com. If it's Hope FM, hopefm.net. If you're listening on Truth FM, truthfm.net. If you're listening by radiobygrace.org or higherrockradio.org, sorry. I get a little excited um, because you heard him describe the, the reality of the Holy Spirit ministering to him through technology. I got a, a random um, email, too, from a brother that was downloaded. Somebody showed him our app. They were looking at something on our app, and then he turned on notifications. So he's been getting notifications on, of this show. So he tuned in on his phone. Yesterday, I was talking to that guy, Jordan, and his name, this other brother that happened to be Jordan, uh, and I met, and God used that in his life to answer his prayer. He was actually head down on his t- desk at, at the office. He's a youth pastor. Uh, and he was head down on his desk, and the Lord used my voice, Jordan, 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 ministering to him. So he reached out to me. I talked to him today, called him, and uh, it was amazing. And he said it. He said, man, I can't believe how God uses technology. I was just at this place, and I was crying out to the Lord, and and I'm like, yes, 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 yes. Um, unbelievable. So there's people behind the scenes, too. So whenever you hear Calvary Live on, we've got... Uh, Frank that that does engineering. We have Kevin that does engineering. We have Brad that does engineering. 
and and host um you know uh producing the show who else did i'm missing kevin matt uh also steps in to um and trent um i haven't seen trent in a long time post-production yeah thanks trent man trent's the one that moved up to the mountains huh so he's doing it remote thank you trent um appreciate you still helping us um but at any rate what a great day if it was all just for matt in arizona then um thank you thank you for your prayers uh, pray for the belk family i did get word today that jim went home to be with the lord and that was the hospital visit that marie and i did yesterday and so we just love the belk family and appreciate them i was looking through the um um, looking through the, the my my um, records of being involved in this family's life, and also sorry, want to mention Jody, Lou, and OC. Oh, thank you guys behind the scenes working on uh, Grace FM, and uh, please pray for the Belks. Um, they are sorrowing tonight, um, and the Lord is their comfort. Bless you guys tonight. The Lord encourage you and strengthen you. Only one, I was looking today, only one life will soon be passed and only what's what's done for Jesus Christ will last. I learned that from Pastor Chuck Smith, learned that from my pastor, Jeff Johnson. Now I get to share it with you. Only one life will soon be passed and only what's done for Christ will last. Don't forget that, folks. Be encouraged in Jesus. God bless you. been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's Word.